0: And the award for the 2020 Best Neckwear Award goes to... Huh. Will you look at that? It's a tie. This is Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. through your nose, as deep as you can get it, let it out really slowly, do it again, pull in air through your nose or through your mouth if you have to, and then let it out slowly now, stretch your arms up over your head, stretch, just stretch, keep breathing, Let your head go limp. Let the the tension out of your neck and out of your shoulders. Bring your hands down and just relax for a minute. There's an awful lot of stress going around. There's an awful lot of pressure out in the world. And I just wanted to remind you to breathe. Just breathe and stretch and be grateful that you can. I'm not here to tell you what to do. Uh, please forgive my voice today. I am uh, I am fighting off some kind of lung infection. I don't believe it's as serious. Uh, I, I, I as as having COVID. Um, I I have been told I am not yet eligible for testing because I don't have I don't have the correct symptoms, and I'm uh, both frustrated and happy about that fact. I guess. <laughs> So anyway, forgive my voice today. Uh, it is Sunday. Currently it is Sunday, April the um, 19th. Does that sound right? Yeah, let's call it April the 19th. Uh, mid-afternoon. It is day number 36 of my self-isolation and quarantine. It and, um, uh, started off as a self-isolation. It then, you know, became a mandatory thing as far as the government goes. And... Um, I have existed in this room now, mostly behind the desk here, in front of this computer, typing letters onto a screen. Telling my stories, telling my, um, uh, telling my tricks, telling, uh, you know, write, I'm, I'm writing a book, I, I know I mentioned that before here, but it is coming along at a, at a fairly even pace, I have lots of time to do it in, and, and doggone them. I'm taking use of the, uh, I'm taking use of the time Except on the days that I don't And there are days that I don't where uh, There have been a couple of days Among those 36 days Where I didn't get out of bed uh, I turned on Movies or I turned on Something funny and I And I just Spent the time Just Trying not to stress Trying not to be too anxious It's the anxiety that kept me in bed But I was determined to not let it beat me, so I watched other people's art, and I read other people's art, and I tried to expand my own horizons in a room I am desperately trying to not think of as a cell or a prison. Uh, The only prison I live in is the, the body my consciousness walks around in. It's the only thing I cannot escape yet. Anyway, let's not get too, too down that path. Did you know um, I have another podcast? Uh, one that isn't just me talking. It's really me reading stories. I, I started it a few months ago um, just to. A friend suggested that I do something where I just tell, read stories that I like, or read poetry that I like, or put things out there. It's called A Tiny Spider. And it's available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, it's it's up on Spotify. It's on. Um, uh, it's up on i uh, iTunes or or whatever they call themselves now, Apple Apple Tunes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what they call themselves now, but it's it's on theirs as well. It's on the Apple Podcasts and uh, any place that uh, that carries the the podcast world. Just a tiny spider. Most of them are uh under 10 minutes and uh there are stories that I like or stories that I've written and I I felt compelled um to put them out over the airwaves and I kept it separate from this but if you'd like uh there'll be a link in the comments uh for this podcast and uh I'd be delighted if you go and if it uh if you enjoy the stories um in brief because I don't know how to ask this without sounding... Well, I don't know how to ask this. So I'm just going to come out and say the words um, that I have to say. Uh, I am uh, I am unemployed. Uh, I have, well, I have, I have been patently unemployed since 1993 when I started doing magic tricks, when I started performing on the streets. Um... And I've not held, uh, I've not held a, a job for someone else since then. And there's really, really good things and really, really tough things about that chosen life. Um, this is one of those tough times. I uh, not only do I, I do not have <clears throat> a venue to perform in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I can't even go out to the street, which I've done in the past when when there wasn't uh, when there wasn't gig work coming in. I could always rely on performing on the streets and being able to pay my bills uh, because of the gift. Uh, I still have the gift. I just no longer have a venue. And I don't know how long that's going to go on now. I have uh, I have savings, but uh, things like rent and utilities and Internet and, you know, the, uh, the, the, those things, water bills, they, they all take up. Um, what I have saved, uh, it is it is it is depleted. It's not depleted. It is depleting, and I can see for about how long uh, I can live and survive on that. Uh, I'm very grateful to uh, there there are, there are several people that I am doing consulting work, work with uh, via via technology, both in magic, higher education, magic, and in uh, in speaking. In uh, helping people to understand how to speak in front of an audience Or how to deliver a message via something like Zoom Or or over a a FaceTime Where it is important that your words come out correctly And that they are delivered well And uh, there are other people whose jobs uh, haven't stopped And are are bringing in a living um, Who can use my direction as far as presenting things goes. So I've, I've, I've been very, very blessed with several people who have taken me up on uh, consulting work and I'm doing some of that, but it does not take care of everything. If you, uh, if you follow me, if you like uh, what I do, if I've entertained you in the past, if my voice somehow soothes you or brings you uh, comfort or inspiration, uh, I would very much appreciate it if you would uh, become a a patron of mine on my Patreon page. Uh, When I say that donating a dollar a month, donating five dollars a month, makes a huge difference, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, Just a very few people donating a a little bit at a time um, pays my rent, pays uh, my groceries, um, helps to take care of me in this time when I am unable to work, or... Uh, or get out there and, and do what I was meant to do Um Patreon.com forward slash Magic Artist There'll be a link in the, uh, in the Descriptions as well I could really use your help If you want to just make a donation, if you just have Uh, inspiration to make a one time Donation, Venmo uh, my Venmo uh, Handle is Magic Artist as well Um I do need your help Uh I am in a time where I, uh, my hands are tied as far as what I am able to provide for myself. I am, uh, I am in a in a deep struggle, and it shames me to have to ask, but I am putting it out there for you, and that's all I'm going to say about that. There'll be links in the uh, in the description if you are so moved. One of the things that inspired me the past couple of days, I have been, uh, I've been trying not to fall down. Um, into wormholes in the internet like that, just, just mindlessly uh, following one link to another, but but trying to take my time on uh, the time that I spend on the internet, looking up inspirational stories or motivational things or ideas to help me get through the time that I have to get through and the time that I am spending uh, in, in my little place. Um, so... In, in saying that, in the search that I have been doing and in going around looking for things, I found a fascinating story that ties in very neatly with my own childhood. Uh, also, uh, because I, I found I found one of these things, and I wanted to know uh, where it came from. I found something uh, from my childhood, and I, I got curious about the history of it and what it had done. And the story I found was so beautiful and so inspirational and so different than what I thought I might find that uh, I jotted down some notes and uh, just for the sole purpose of sharing it with you um, this is from an article uh, on uh, on the PBS uh, PBS website pbs.org uh, by Zoe Mitchell and it is just a fascinating little quick historical piece About the game Candyland Now, I have played Candyland for as long as I can remember uh, My parents uh, bought me one when I was very, very small And I do remember playing it um, As, uh, I know I was under five Because I can remember the, the room that I was sitting in uh, Which was the uh, my parents' first house. And we moved out of that house when I was six or seven. Um, and this was way before that, like on a, like on a Christmas time. But, uh, but anyway, I played it. Uh, my children played it. Uh, I, I hesitate to say that I don't think I know anyone in my circle of friends and family who hasn't played Candyland uh, one of the beautiful things about it, one of the one of the just the really cool things about it is that very small children can play it, because it doesn't rely on having to do math or know numbers, or or do anything like that. You don't have to roll dice to advance. You don't have to know numbers. You advance because of colors and shapes, and it helps to form uh, young minds. And an additional really cool thing about this and. Uh, I, I guess I had supposed just, just in my own mind, uh, that maybe I was the only person that, that had done this or had discovered this because, you know, ego, um, I've, I've never been outwardly social in my life. Um, um, I've always been kind of introverted. I've always kind of stood back and observed or, uh. Or played by myself, or looked for imagination things to, to play in myself, and I remember uh, playing Candyland uh, alone because I didn't have uh, I didn't have a small circle of friends or or anyone that would play games with. Now, of course, I played with my parents and I played with my sister, and I did have some friends that I played with as well. And you know when I was young, but for the most part, I remember figuring out that I could just play the game. I could mix up the the, the little cards. And I could just play by myself, and the game would, uh, the game would advance differently no matter what. And, and um, you know, the molasses swamp and the, the, the peanut brittle house. And I, just, I remember writing a story about living in a peanut brittle house because of Candyland. And later on, much later on, uh, I found out that that particular game and then the way it was played helped me uh, in college as far as being able to just play something, uh, I'm going to use the word mindlessly because I know you know what I mean, but being able to take something brightly colored and and from my childhood and memory and just lose myself for a few minutes in imagination. That would take my mind off of a, a particular problem I was trying to solve or a, or a paper that I was trying to write. I could revert through this game, still stimulate my imagination and, uh, and uh, disconnect for a moment or two. Before there was ever internet, there was Candyland, right? So I, I I got curious about it, and uh, did a little research, very little research, because internet. And I found this article, and I guess I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I, it's probably best I just read it straight out, or the, the interesting part that got to me, and um, and the inspiration that it that it gives. So again, um, it's from uh, pbs.org, an article about Candyland by Zoe Mitchell. And I do not, let me scroll down for a second. I do not see a date on when this was written. Uh, Oh, published July the 13th, 2018. Okay, so uh, just about two years ago. Here's the important part. In 1948, retired schoolteacher Eleanor Abbott invented Candyland in a San Diego hospital. Actually, not too far from here. Uh, Abbott had been diagnosed with polio, and during her convalescence, she was surrounded by children suffering from the same disease. The experience inspired her to create a game that would entertain children during a painful and lonely time in their lives. Candyland was so popular among the young hospital patients that Abbott decided to pitch it to a toy manufacturer Milton Bradley it quickly became the company's highest selling board game i'm going to pause for a second i, I just that, that's what struck me immediately that's what took me right into the story just like this she was she was quarantined uh, polio was running rampant it was a, it was a pandemic and in 1948 it's serious business and she looked around and, and saw the loneliness and the and the and the trouble and everything that was around her. And, and instead of oh, so many, so many other things that we're able to do to, to complain or 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 give up or 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 feel sorry for ourselves, she she created art. She created a game for, for, for children to uh, to help alleviate the pain, the suffering, and the loneliness that they were going through. At this particular time, and, and how very, very apt That this should come into my focus At this particular time, in a time when I've definitely felt sorry for myself And have and have wallowed in my own uh, anxiety and depression uh, Over the past month How how, how, how wonderfully fortunate that this has landed in my hands Anyway, going on, I'm going to move on from, from where I left off um, <clears throat> In the years after World War II With the U.S. economy thriving and the baby boom era in full swing, the timing was perfect for a game like Candyland. There was a huge market. Uh, It was parents who had kids and money to spend on them, noted Christopher Bench, chief curator of the National Toy Hall of Fame. A number of... There's there's actually a National Toy Hall of Fame. How awesome is that? A number of social and economic factors were coming together for games, that were released in post-war era and that has kept them as evergreen classics. As popular as Candyland was among the children, they weren't the only audience for the game. It was the parents, not the children, who were the true consumers of Candyland. If Candyland promised children visions of unlimited sweets, what Candyland offered parents was the image of their children who were quite happy to play alone. During polio outbreaks, children were left alone in hospitals without their parents, would often become uh, would often be overcome with homesickness and feelings of abandonment. Excuse me. Candyland offered them an escape into a fantasy world. Even children as young as 3 years old could enjoy the game since it required no reading or writing to play, only the I- ability to identify colors. During the height of the polio epidemic in the 1950s, children were prohibited from congregating at public schools, lakes, or parks to prevent the spread of the disease. At a time when most board games were designed for all family play, Candyland was particularly popular because it could be played alone by children who were confined indoors. Although Candyland started in a polio ward, the manufacturers of the Sweet Little Game for Sweet Little Folks never promoted its connection to the infamous disease. As for Candyland's creator, Eleanor Abbott, never lost sight of her original goal for the game. She donated all the royalty income she received from Candyland to charities dedicated to serving children in need. Sometimes heroes don't wear capes. An artist, a thinker, a compassionate compassionate human being, a beautiful woman, in pain, in quarantine, in suffering, created for someone else something that has become classic and perhaps eternal, changed the world just through her own vision, and brought hope and brought happiness and brought laughter, and insisted that the orange the orange the origins not be an integral part of, of what the art was it was just it just was what it was a delightful little game that children of literally all ages could play and enjoy and I'm here to tell you if you need focus. Sometimes a, a solitary game of Candyland can could can, can blow out some of the cobwebs. I don't know, maybe maybe the, the segment ought to just be called How Cool Is That? Because how cool is that? If you're hurting, and I know you're hurting, if you're Worried, if you're scared, if you're anxious, if you're walking through fear right now You have a gift You have the gift of consciousness, you have the gift of being able to pull air into your lungs You're gifted with something creative You have abilities that you can use to reach out, lift up and inspire Someone who is also hurting Someone who also is in need uh, it has become nearly cliche in this particular time uh, with everyone saying we are all in this together and and i have i have thoughts about that i have thoughts about certain people making that proclamation but i'm setting that aside for right now and we are all in this together uh, i can barely breathe today um but I had an idea for a new magic trick. And when all of this is over, I'm gonna share it with you, live, across a table somewhere. Because that's the gift I have. I, I I do card tricks, you know? I say it as a joke quite often, but uh, my living is is card tricks. And, and my ability to connect and to empathize and to uplift as best I possibly can, but to, but to give you a taste of of some, some of the joy that I carry with me. Today is Sunday, April the 16th, 2020, and I woke up scared. I had to make some choices and decisions in the past couple of days that were absolutely necessary for... Uh, my continued uh, sanity <laughs> and, uh, and emotional well-being. And they were hard choices to make. Uh, so I woke up a little scared today. And um, my dishes still need doing. And there's, there's food I want to prepare. And I wish I had someone to share it with. And I wish I had someone across the table from me right now. But I don't. All I know to do in those situations, um, well, I cleaned off my desk. <laughs> I, I cleaned off my desk so that I could sit here and talk to you about Candyland. Um, I have been discovering new music, uh, a lot of which I haven't. I just haven't written down. I've saved the songs um, to go back and listen to later. But generally, I will. I will put on. Just play random, you know, like turning on the radio and uh, and seeing what you hear, seeing the new things that I hear, and I'm I'm fascinated and inspired by the the things that are coming out. And there's hope, and this won't last forever this time. If we are, if we are smart, if we listen. (laughs) To, <laughs> that's that's touchy, isn't it? It's it's uh, you're at a point, and there's so much information out there, and so much misinformation out there, and boy, you don't want to get fooled again, right? So when I say people in authority, I'm talking about people who know what they're talking about. I'm talking about the people, the the, the doctors, and the and the researchers, and the people on the absolute front lines who. Who are risking their lives to save us. Quite literally to save us. And aren't holding themselves up and pumping themselves up and, and talking about their ratings and talking about I'm boy, I'm off track, aren't I? Man, I know, I know it's gotta be tough to be in a leadership position right now. Listen to the doctors. Listen to the people that are trying to save lives. Stay home. I can do it. I know you can do it. You're saving lives. You're not just protecting yourself, you're protecting all the people you come in contact with, whether you know them or not. And holy cow, love your enemies, yeah? Love your neighbors, love your enemies, love the people you don't know, love them enough to not want them dead. It's that serious. Wasn't going to get too serious But we live in interesting times Don't we Can't breathe Any other time Any other place Any other whatever Go back along the timeline If I uh, if I felt sick If, uh, if my lungs were, were full If I was running a fever Okay I've got a cold I've picked up a little bit of a flu I've just picked up a bug It's fine I'll saturate and hydrate and rest and I'll be out of it in a couple of days, but the slightest sniffle and the slightest cough and the slightest sore throat and suddenly I'm thinking mortality. I I'm gonna go ahead and put forward the positive attitude that uh that's not what this is, that in fact I do just have a bad cold. I'm I am told by the people on the phone I do not yet have the uh, correct symptoms. So stay home, wash your hands, stay covered. Um, right before I started recording today, a a friend, uh, a relatively new friend, um, came by, uh, and and left a, a bag of, um, uh, well, ramen noodles and and, and crackers and and um, uh, cleaning supplies and. Uh, napkins and and just just a, just a little care package, just just little necessary things, little little sustainable things, uh, cans of food and and then sent me a text and said there's a bag outside your front door you know uh, behind this you know come come down and get it and 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 uh, huge blessing. Huge. There's people out there, you know uh, also just they, their gift is, their ability to to do something like that uh and i and i I'm, I'm I would guarantee I'm not the only person they came to visit um, keeping distance but but bringing supplies just bringing staples a couple of a couple of nice things and and a lovely lovely little note tucked in just uh just letting me know people are out there and thinking of me and loving me and and oh by the way. Uh, thanks for listening to me today. Thanks for listening to uh, what I had to put down. Uh, there's, uh, I see the numbers when they when they ring up, and I see, you know, I kind of I can kind of see where you're from. The people that are listening, they, they, the whole technology thing can tell me how many people listen per day, and and what part of the world they're living in. You know, uh, it's never it's not terribly specific. I think it narrows down to like states just to see where where my where my audience is. and oh boy, I want you to be my audience again. Uh, I want to sit across a table from you and and share some really awful jokes and some really cool card tricks. I want to be able to breathe and I want to be able to breathe easy. but in this very moment, I am thankful for... Your ears and for your listening and for your friendship and for your fanship. I'm thankful for the roof over my head. I am thankful that I have this opportunity and this, this medium with which to communicate. I'm thankful that I have food. I'm thankful that I'm thankful for the life I've had up until now. It's, uh, it's unfair and sometimes it's painful. And sometimes, sometimes, it's downright terrifying. But life is good. All in all, in everything that it is, life is good. Don't listen to the bullies. Don't listen to the blowhards. Be calm. Be still. Have faith. And breathe. Really Breathe. And use your gift My gift to you are my words That's all I have to give to you right now My words and my thoughts And the feelings And my heart right here on my sleeve And wherever you are And whoever you are I sincerely hope there's love Where you are
1: I may not know exactly Where this road is taking me I know that I'm exactly right where I'm supposed to be The journey is long full of joy and pain But as long as you're smiling I'll stand in the rain I've got nothing to give other than love, but the funny thing about that is love is everything. Da than...
0: I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for tonight. Bye.